My pee smells like buttered popcorn. I kid you not. The nurse will be back with you soon. My suggestion, less reefer and more studying. Don't waste your parents' money. After the gruesome scene of the last 12 hours, it was the best line I'd heard from a patient all night. High as a kite, he'd been a welcome comic relief. Limbs were all intact, and he wasn't bleeding out on my floor, so... Other than a bump on the head from a broken sidewalk that jumped out at him while he was trying to get his ding-dongs open, he was a-okay. I chuckled, exhaustion making me punchy as I stepped back through the curtain. I'd been up for a good 18 hours straight and was starving. Food, a nap, and coffee. In that order. That was what the doctor ordered. And I was the doctor. Buttered popcorn. Bree, my friend and invaluable nurse colleague, shook her sassy bob of brown curls and laughed. She'd worked hard to maintain a professional demeanor for the whole exam, having experienced the same entertainment that was Chris Sharp, 19, and a student at the nearby University of Pomona campus. I'm surprised he didn't start singing the theme song, Just Sit Right Back and You'll Hear a Tale, after giving us a five-point lecture on what was wrong with the show. I think he was about to. I almost lost it when he asked if we had donuts. Bree took the file from me when we reached the nurse's station. The munchies strike again, I offered lightly, but I couldn't help thinking about the long night I'd just had, and a dark cloud drifted overhead. It had been pretty bloody. A mental snapshot of the young woman whose husband had been coming home from work on his motorcycle hit me. He hadn't made it. The haunting look of comprehension in her eyes more than just knowing her husband had died. Knowing the future had suddenly opened itself to her and allowed her to see the emptiness of space by her side, in her bed, on the couch, at the beach, on the trip of a lifetime, the nursery that would remain empty, the basic evacuation of all dreams, the knowledge that she was absolutely alone reflected there. She would be leaving the hospital with the name of a mortuary in her purse. Her eyes were dry, but only because the pain hadn't had time to catch up with the shock. She just stared at me, not speaking, almost accusingly, like we'd played a role in his death. I wanted to offer advice. What had worked for me? Stay busy all the time. Take classes. Do things. Listen to music. Don't give your mind time to think on it. I couldn't say those things, because it would have been inappropriate. She and I weren't friends. All I could do was tell her how sorry we all were, and that we did everything we could to save him. The problem was, he'd come in brain dead. His injury had been fatal from the moment it happened. Her eyes would stay with me for a while. Eyes were so articulate. They had trouble lying. I come bearing gifts. Dr. Kevin Carson joined us at the nurse's station, his usual smirk in place. He'd worked alongside me from the moment the very first patients arrived from the previous night's tragedy. Except now, 
He looked breasted. The evidence was written all over his face.